This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Geostorm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the bioluminescent, translucent, transcendent, transgender, Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? I mean, it's okay. Yeah, I'm just living my, my, my best life, Nick. My last week as a 40-year-old man. That's great. I'll be 41. <laughs> Wait a minute. Time's a flat circle, bitch. <laughs> How is 50. It's it's be, like forty, except you're sweeter. Things taste sweeter. I'd be swimming in dem water soon, yeah. you know. And guess what? Sharks. I think there's gonna be. I'm gonna eat from the eating from the foot to the top. Okay. That sucks, man. I'm getting nervous about it, but that's all right. You know, just coming. It's At least I get to work all week. It's just a number. It's just, just a like number. Six, just a number. Six, yeah. Six is just a number. <laughs> Age is just a number. That's what I hear. And death is just the end. That's good to know. Thank you. We are uh, in the home stretch towards episode 200. Got some great feedback from the listeners. We'll do something special. I'm not sure exactly what, but we'll do something nice. Why do they keep putting uncle in the comments? Because they know what kind of porn searches I do. <laughs> I can't believe see... how many people are related and fucking. Do you ever see that they do, every once in a while, they'll, they'll put a map of like the most popular searches, like porn searches for like the country or the most popular other kinds by of state, searches like by state and typically it's all uncle yeah yeah i was huge into uncles you know porn has passed me by man what do you mean i'll, I'll look every now and then and it but you're just not me, that interested freaks oh. me out it does huh freaks me out i mean i'm reading uh barry sonnefeld's uh memoir did you read that or listen to it i know he worked in the porn industry but i, I don't care about whatever he wants <laughs> So it's kind of an angry book in a way because he had such a rough childhood and his parents were, were very tough, his mom in particular. But yeah, he talks a little bit about, he spends a chapter on the, his experiences in, in porn. And it's rough reading, I gotta say. Talks a lot about uh, the smell of the set, oh, which is goodness. something that I that I never thought about. So I have thought about it and the sound effects too. Like the, yeah, what it must have sounded like. He's very matter of fact about it he said the first day he went to the porn set he wore really loose fitting pants because he's afraid that his erection would show and then he said he couldn't get an erection for six months <laughs> after working in the porn industry because it was horrific but anyway i digress that's an interesting book i just wanted to read about because he's such an amazing cinematographer like he had he says such a great streak of films that he was a cine, cinematographer on mm-hmm 
And then um, he took dog dog piles in the theaters. Then he became a director. He admits that he never loved movies. That's an interesting thing. That's he who never you want really out there having the job, interested of, in the dream job of a lifetime. But I do like some of his films, and in particular, in a weird way, I do like the third Men in Black movie, which is a movie I feel like he put a lot of his heart into. Which one? And it wasn't the third one. Fuck that movie. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, I that movie sticks out to me. Um, but he did the Adam, both Adams Family movies, which I really like. Yep. Anyway, you don't want to talk about him. I don't blame you. I mean, he did Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, Blood Simple. I mean, he he earned his. Oh yeah, he was great. He earned his Sonnefeld. He yeah. also paid a lot of attention watching Sam Raimi movies. I think. Is it that they fed off each other? I wonder. Because he was, you know, they ran in the same circles. Looking two of them, they didn't do do, do much running. Um, look, guys, this is going to be our shortest episode. I just want to tell you now. That's my goal. So about, what, two hours and ten? I want this to be a shorter episode. I think the it's audience my, would my, like that as well. It's my dream. I, you're going to have to You're gonna have to really wrestle me to the ground on this one because I want to talk about it. <laughs> um, i got a lot to say about this. I have a percentage of notes. Anything before we dive in, you got anything else to say um, about your life? What's going on? Anything fun? I'm, Any I'm, entertainment I'm try- stuff? I'm putting some shit. I'm putting some shit in motion to kind of get a little bit more discipline. Take care of business. Nothing fun, but I'm. I'm I am. I am. Workwise or other workwise nah, or lifewise. Lifewise, and I'm thinking about thinking about doing some writing again. So we'll see. I like to hear it. I so am I. We should. We should. We should kill it. I think people need to hear from me what what I got conjuring up. Yeah. You know, what's, what's Justin think? What's he, what's he, uh, I mean, I had a dream about Lethal Weapon 5 the other night. You know, this is the kind of creative mind we're working with. Yeah. I need to get my thoughts out. Remember I told you about this dream and Murtaugh got shot in the water. Right. <laughs> in my dream, and I was worried that he was so old. I was like, what is he, 87? And he got shot in the shoulder. Is he going to die? And then his daughter tried to help him and she died of old age. <laughs> I really do hope they make that movie. I think you should do more writing because I think the world needs a think piece on The Weatherman starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's why well, it's you've just named my favorite film. I don't think I've seen it. Taylor Leone, she in there? I she was in The Family Man. Oh, God. there's He's in two The Man movies? <laughs> Is he in Weatherman and The Family Man? Is Am it, I wrong? That sounds right. Who's in The Weatherman? Nicolas Cage. And I think Brett Ratner did the other one. Is the weatherman uh, Tom Brady's ex-wife or something? Or ex-girlfriend? Is Moynihan in there? I'm just trying to think of who could be in there that's... You're probably right. No, no. Taylor and Nick Cage. Yep. Brett Ratner nailed it, nailed it, and nailed that. I nailed that. What, the family man? Yeah, nailed, nailed the family dick man. out of that one. I've never... Yeah, the weatherman. Who would watch it? Hope Davis in it. Gore Verbinski movie. Yeah, Hope Davis in there. Mikey Kane, Rispoli. Huge. Gil Bellows killing it. Oh, Gil Bellows. Are we the only fan? We're huge fans of Gil. Well, give me more Gil, please. Nicholas Holt, early role. Um, don't say that. They're going to think we're doing another Shark Month if you say that. Uh, what a great name, by the way. Gil Bellows. Mem- more memorable than the actor attached to it, in a way. He got a lot of stage work just by his name. They just figured he's good at projecting, yeah. and they were wrong. <laughs> Quiet, bitch. <laughs> Gil Bellows, hate this early? <laughs> Are you gonna? You want to keep it short, but let's let's go into his career. He, you know, <laughs> instead of going in acting, he should have gone into the firefighting world. No. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no. Bellows makes the fire bigger. Shit. That's right. But maybe, yeah. Trash can man echoes of. Been fighting that hairline. Like I feel it. You know, I feel it for Gil. Had a rough go. Kind of went a little bit. Started to splinter up top a little bit for him. 
Did he peak with Shawshank? I mean, he was in the role where he gets killed, right? No, I mean, when Morgan Freeman was changing. <laughs> he was, wasn't he on Ally McBeal? Is that where he kind of got... That sounds right. I would never know. I've never watched that nightmare. But he's still around? Like he's, I bet he's a pretty good guy, Gil Bellows. Right. The problem is, he, here's how he fucked up. He yeah. wasn't in some big sci-fi thing, so he doesn't have that endurance that being a genre guy gives you, where you can be in conventions and keep your shit going. He just seems like ready for streaming. Like it seems like streaming was made for actors like Gil Bellows. He should be in all sorts of streaming shows. You know? yeah, I think you're wrong because <clears throat> Gil Bellows's are a dime a dozen. They're a bargain basement Gills all over the world. He shot a shot though. He shot a shot. Who'd he marry? Directed. Oh. 2013, Three Days in Havana. Directed, written by, starring Gil Bellows. Is that the one with the three, like all the four musicians? It's like, it's like the four black. Um, it's like Martin Luther King and Miles Davis look, or whatever. It's I'm like looking this, at the I'm looking at the poster and it's featuring a, ca- a cavalcade of white faces. <laughs> so that is not. I don't know if that's the right word. I was, hoping, but anyway. I was hoping he had his hand around it, but that's not the movie then. That movie's a little more recent. Something Three Days in Memphis or something. That's what you're thinking of. Something like okay, that. Okay, well, it's similar. Very Don similar. McKellar in this movie that he directed. I love Don McKellar. I know you do. All right, I'm sorry. You want to keep it short. <clears throat> I, well, I like... You know, that is good marketing, though, to do a movie about uh, four legendary black individuals and just having white faces on the poster. That's that's going to sell tickets. <sighs> yeah, I'm sure it's happened. A lot, probably. In history, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. Bunch of bullshit, if you ask me. It's like Facebook in this. Yeah, guys, so let's not beat around the old. It's a movie mm-hmm. microscope, right? So we zoom in. We need a pube sweater. We lick the stamps like a fucking winter mute. We beat the best. We swear ourselves into office with the elevator guy. Kiss ourselves in the old sweet by and by. We get all bubonic in this. Touch our teeth in the gloaming. We swear by the clouds. Work up a good old dungeon sweat. Choose life, baby. We work our core muscles like a fucking wolf. Get all sweet in the night. Watch a movie through destroyed splinter eyes. Fucking sphincter closed eyes. Siphoned out. Reticulating fucking bleeding eyes looking out, seeing things, pulling out the juice. Seer makes a break. Share with the likes of you. If we're talking about juice, talk about the scene where Omar Epps drinks all the juice. Gets himself a sugar high and rips the dance floor a new ass. Talk about the little moments, babe. And let's talk about Geostorm because it's got little moments aplenty. Let me ask you this real quick. You sound a little bit. I'm just going to pause it for two things. One, you sound like a, like a tent revival preacher right there. I got to say, I can picture you up there. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah. Evangelizing, mm-hmm. making absolutely zero sense to a sense to a enraptured crowd. Yet they're saved. Uh, and of course, in saving them. But two, Omar Epps in this. Is he in Juice? Isn't that his big break? Him and Toop? I mean, it could be argued he never had a big break. Uh, I think he was on a long-running medical show. Was he on, um, he wasn't on um, House, was he? Yeah, that's it. You called it. Omar Epps. He's got one of the best names of all time. Love that name. Omar Epps. Yeah, he was in House. He's still, he's got to be out there. He's still He's a little younger than us. Are you fucking me? A little younger. Oof. Could be buddies. We could have gone to school with him. We could have been friends with him. Could have been on the podcast. I'd love to have him on the podcast, Omar Epps. No. He'd be looking at his watch the whole time. Did you look and see if he was in Jews? Oh, I didn't. I didn't scroll that far down. He's got a lot of credits. He'd be great in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, he played Q in Juice. Okay. Wing Serpent. I wish. Oh, God, I wish. One of his first um, 
movies. Yeah, and he's a producer, Speaking too. Speaking of Q, I saw a horrific thing this past weekend. Okay. It was Friday evening. It was after work. It was the twilight. It was like 5.30. And I was like, you know what? I ain't got nothing cooking. I'm going to go out and play a round of golf by myself. Oh, wow. Okay. And Because my neighborhood, I live, in a, I live in a golf neighborhood. So I scooted up there, and I sure enough, I got out there. And uh, I got paired with some older gentleman. Well, I don't know. He, he might be my age. But I saw a, a uh, bird of prey circling, and then I saw a smaller bird flying across the fairway. And that bird of prey caught that asshole in midair and dragged it back to its nest. The little bird? Yeah. You don't like to see it. I don't like to see it. You know, because you, you'll often see, like, a hawk and a smaller bird circling each other. And, I, and usually it's a little bird scaring the hawk away from its nest. Or there's some sort yeah. of dynamic in nature that these little birds are able to either intimidate or coexist with the, the raptor. Yeah. In this case, it didn't. It grabbed it and f- flew away with it in its talons. Not unlike Hugh the Winged Serpent. That sucks, with, man. With, with, a, with a jewel thief or something. Maybe the bird was fine. Yeah, maybe it just grabbed it back to its nest, cooked it dinner, and sent it on its way. Right. Maybe it just hurt a, a little bit. Just a that's, tiny a, that's a rough shake because I don't know if you know this. I guess you'd call a, a falcon or a hawk an apex predator, right? They don't have anything to worry about. Right. They're not going right. to get, you know, cock-blocked by a freaking mole rat or something. Mm-hmm. They got nothing to worry about except for man, and everybody's got man on the menu. Every, man sucks for every creature on Earth. <laughs> but if you take man out of the mix... What is a hawk going to die from, you know? Drowning? That's true. I didn't think about this. Um, sucks to be a cute bird. All you got, you got enough going on. You, it's hard to find food. I saw a video today of somebody had a bunch of baby owls in a barrel, and he was taking them out one by one and putting them into a little, like, their little shelter. I guess that they had, maybe he had kind of nursed them back to health, and then they get it going through their little, you know, their, home, their new home. But he took them out one by one, and they were the cutest things ever. Well, I mean, I th- there's this trend in bourbon with barrel-aged, right? I mean, everything's barrel-aged now. So maybe oh, about maybe that? owls are better when they're barrel-aged. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with it. You said you, you're into that, right? You're into some of that. Oh, I love that. And I did I tell the story about me? I do the same thing. Did I ever tell you this? I have the same thing going on with barrel, like, you know, by, kind of, but it's Mountain Dew in the barrel. <laughs> we age Mountain Dew. See, I got a problem is I try to barrel-age ship. I live right next door to Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> and I am chasing those things down the hill on the regular, you know? How often, if you're living next door to Donkey Kong, how often is, like, Mario and Princess Peach showing up? Are they there? Are they No, I mean, it's their job around? to not be near him. Whenever they're in the same vicinity, it's because Donkey Kong has done done it again. It's up to his old tricks. That's what I'm saying. Are they always Are they there? Do you see Are they fleeing your neighborhood? That's what I'm asking. Well, let me tell you. The hammer is still floating in midair next to his house, so I'm saying that Mario hasn't been nearby lately because it's still floating there. He would have grabbed it by now. But sweet did sounds, I tell you my I owl story? I've got a pretty good owl story. No, I'd like to hear it. Let's make this podcast long. Um, <laughs> We're off to a good start. There's this island retreat that we go to. It's an island off of the Carolinas, and it's a mm-hmm. beautiful place. And it's remote. Hawaii? It's called Defusky. Oh, and, it, and it has no, there's really no cars there. It's all golf carts, and it's a very, you know, John Cougar lives there. That's where I almost killed Meg Ryan. JC. Uh, the best. So it's all trails. So you're on golf carts, and we would go mm. patrolling and all that. Anyway, one night I go out on my own because I was going to meet my, I, I was, I was going to go meet somebody for dinner at this mm. restaurant on the golf course there. And it's late at night, and I'm riding on up to this place called Bloody Point, which is amazing. And I see something on the ground, and I can't tell what it is. 
So as my cart's lights come up on it, I realize it's two owls fucking. I think you maybe mentioned this before, but this is good. Let's let's recap it. So I didn't I didn't remember that they'd like to is it so the grounds their bed, is what you're saying? No, no, they're I think they, they, they hang out in trees and in barns and shit like that, mm-hmm. but I guess when they need to nail each other, they gotta get on terra firma, if you know what I'm saying. Safer. Well it's harder to fall because you're on the ground. Yeah. But I think it's right, also right. not safer because you're a target for everything that eats. Well, so maybe they started in the tree and then it got hot and heavy. And it's they like just an didn't 80s rom com where they fucked yeah. a, a, all across the room. <laughs> is that a rom specific to rom com? Well, that, that was like in those in? adult sex comedies mm-hmm. where they'd have yeah. sex off the bed, right in front of the fireplace, down the stairs. You know. Yeah, they, the... they 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 in a in a in a moment of passion that they right. they wipe they clear the desk. Of all the clutter, so they can, they can like in get, Serenity they can get on when it. they go up against the the kitchen mm-hmm. cabinet and he blows Bro. out in like six seconds. <laughs> yeah, owls I mean, do it on the ground. I've seen owls have sex on the ground, and that's just one of those best things. How long did you watch? Did you <laughs> didn't enough. get to see the completion? You didn't see the finishing move, did you? No. Yeah, you didn't get to see an owl reach that. I did see uh, the the male owl roll off owl and then, face, and then the female re- reach for a rabbit to, to finish the gig. <sighs> Except in nature, it was an actual rabbit, and nothing went the way they wanted. I did, you know, that's an, it's an animal you never think about in that way. I mean, banging, I don't think bang, about yeah, banging. I heard I heard somebody tell a story where they, when they're constipated, they think of. I think it was on the Sunny podcast. Yep. When they're constipated, they think about a dog pooping. The dog shit. That's Dennis. They visualize it. Howardson, yeah. But I don't think I ever think about animals having sex. But specifically, I don't think about. I, I never exclusively think about animals having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love owl. I think owls are some of the most amazing things out there. I go to like places to see them in captivity. I've I've seen them in the wild one time in my entire life, and it was them in a flagrante. That's amazing. No, I I do. I, I will admit. I correct this. I do when I do walk by squirrels. I'm always like, wonder what his sex life's like. Wonder well, if he gets up to in the off hours. You know? And you could tell which ones get their freak on. Yeah, you could tell the way. There's a certain look to a squirrel's move. You think so? I bet you their sex is very spastic, no? Squirrels Everything got like they one do move. Is, what do you mean? So grab something and run up a tree. That is like, that's a- it. inaccurate. Tell me what else they squirrels do. Squirrels are multi-fat. Like, they could do just whatever they need to. I, what have I, you I, seen I a squirrel, a squirrel do? Ba- I, I nursed a baby squirrel. I mean, I, this doesn't surprise me. You're such an animal lover. I had what a baby you... squirrel for about a month or two. I remember this because you told me that you played nonstop QAnon uh, conspiracy theories at it, right? <laughs> this How did <laughs> no, that you're thinking of when I had uh, you clockwork oranged it. I think I think you're mistaking that for when I had Deanna Melchior at my house. <laughs> now, my my mother-in-law found a little baby squirrel on the ground in their cul-de-sac at their old house, and yeah. I took it and I made it my mission in life. And I got milk and I fed it from a tube of mm-hmm. syringe, and I nursed it to grown-up time. It was. Mm-hmm. It lived in our house, and it, I have pictures all over Facebook of it on my shoulder and stuff. So sweet, so sweet. And then what happened? What did, what did you end up doing with we, it? No, uh, we. When they reach a certain age, they have to be released, uh, mm-hmm. and you can't release it into the wild after you've nursed it. So it, it went to a preserve. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, and Recycle like trash can type of. <laughs> I hope. I, I I get worried whenever I hand off a wild animal to a, a stranger. I'm always afraid that something awful is going to happen to it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust that good things happen. I once nursed that. We found a stray cat that ended up becoming our cat. And I nursed that back, him back to health with an eyedropper. And he had like a bunch of ticks all over him. Did you have a door? So I did the same thing. I mean, I, you're not the only one that's a complete animal hero here. I did I'm the same thing. So what's your uh, relationship with Geostorm? I, you know, my relationship is exclusively never seeing it and then make, watching you make fun of it online whenever <laughs> somebody sent you the DVD or the Blu-ray. Yeah. And you used to carry it around with you and take pictures with it. I would put do it in weird very places. extensive videos. Mm-hmm. Of, of had you ever watched it before? Hell no. This I, is like a, I still have that Blu-ray, I believe. It's a movie that was kind of a, a joke when it came out, right? It wasn't a big hit or anything, and then it was seen as a huge like a failure and something to make fun of. Yeah. Like object of but time has uh, proven that they were right. They threw all that baggage off of HBO Max. That guy came in and and did all the you know did a number on HBO Max. Geostorm's still on there. You know what I'm saying? They didn't get rid of that. Right. So people must be watching this one. Well, I know why it stayed because the name Max is said about 400 times in this movie. <laughs> That's right. Is that a Jim Sturgis's character's name? Yeah, of course. He looks. He looks like a Max. Yeah. Well, how, what's so your relationship? Did I just spoil it? Is that that's your relationship with it? Yeah. I mean, that's that's that was my mm-hmm. relationship with the Blu-ray of it. Right. The movie itself, I didn't see in the theaters. Obviously, I, I was a, me and Dean Devlin had a little little spat back in the old days. Yeah. Why? Because I ripped him. I ripped his movies. I said he was a shit man. A bad well, he filmmaker. Produced, he produced the movies that Roland Emmerich had directed and produced right like they they were a team for a while they must have had a falling out or something i guess dean devlin said i don't want to work on these disaster movies anymore i want to make one myself yeah he said uh without you yeah i want to do it right yeah i'd say that i want to do i want to kind of do like what you do but make a lot less money doing now dean devlin started out as an actor Cool. Like he was in he, he was in Roland Emmerich's first movie, which I it's something called like Moon Forty Four or something, yeah. yeah. And uh, then he be, then he said, you know, screw this acting stuff. I want to get behind the scenes and mix it up. And I also have the best name. Where's he from? He's American. Well, Dean Devlin. I know he produces a bunch of TV. This is his it, directorial it, debut, I believe. It's surprising the, that he and David Goyer never kind of crossed paths and hooked up. They both seem to have, for a period of time, been grafted onto. Uh, Someone. Filmmaker. So you, he's a screenwriter. You, you got into into hot water with him. Like what he happened? He just sent me a nasty email because you were I had ripping. Said, I had said something accurate about his career. <laughs> what did you say? I have no. I don't even remember what film it was. I, I know because I I like a lot of their their stuff. I had a lot of fun with their movies. And obviously, like Godzilla was a, a damning movie. It may have been Godzilla because I'm such a Godzilla person, and their movie was a, a yeah, heated was a heated punch to the peep. But. <laughs> But who knows? I don't know. I mean, I've tried to not remember as much of that stuff as possible. It was a weird time. I will say, though, that that's the movie. The one good thing about Godzilla is the movie that uh, broke Maria Patillo out. What's her name? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, she just... I feel bad. She kind of got a... People were mean to her. Of course they were. She wasn't even... Was she bad? I mean, she... She wasn't good in it, but, I mean, who could be? It's not her fault, yeah. But, you know, she got her her break. Like, it was like a big role for her, and then the movie was a total, I don't know, like a gallon of... I don't know what to say about it. You already summed it up perfectly, pretty much. Yeah, it was spider jizz. (laughs) Poor Maria Patillo. She doesn't work anymore, I don't think. She's not... I mean, she probably does work. Honestly, I give her all the credit in the world, because she had to act like Matthew Broderick was worth knowing. Yeah, she was. She had, she was like the love interest in that, right? Like, and she was what cute did, as a button. The reporter, 
Yeah. yeah. With that frizzy ass hair. Right. We should do Godzilla. It's a good one. We should do every Godzilla. She's ready for a resurgence. I wonder if she's like a stage actor. She had something, something after that. Yeah, right. <laughs> stage actor. <laughs> Get off my <laughs> shit. I, I, that's as far as I defend her. I say she's she was unfairly treated. Her uh, trademark is she gets to work with um, magnetic leading men. Matthew Broderick, Matthew Modine. Man, she she was nodding off during the day. Who would you say is, let's, let's pull the low energy king out of the orbit. <laughs> Who would be the modern day? Modine is like... He's up there. You're fucked. You think he's not low energy? You're kidding. Matthew Modine is a fucking, he's a, like a fucking plasma sphere of energy. What are you talking about? Are you shitting? He is the L.E.K. to the nth. But you, I, say, I like how I say who today's generation, and then you pull a guy who's, every pube is gray. Uh, oh, today's generation. Yeah, who's got the least energy out there now? Michael Sarah's up there, Oof. probably. But that's his trademark, and I love him. He's kind of out of it now, right? No, he's he's still in there. He's still hanging in. I don't know. What do you think? The he looks like a actor? fraggle. I've been trying to figure out what he reminds me. He reminds me of a fraggle a little bit. Fraggle Rock. Yeah, it's not a. It's actually kind of a compliment. Fraggles are cuddly Lonely. and articulate. Who's, who's really got the dimmest bulbs? That's a good question. Who is like such a low energy? Maybe Audrey Plaza in a way. She doesn't. Oh, she knows. She's she's amazing. Uh, I love her so much, but she has that kind of. She no, does have a kind of there, a low energy a lot of, to her. She puts a lot of work into that. Like that's. I know. I know. I'm not criticizing a low end. I'm just trying to think who's got that vibe. No, she is. Know? There's a lot working under the. So I guess this is this will help us. Who is the modern day equivalent of Donald Sutherland? There is that's no the, no. See, the thing is, Donald Sutherland is a legend who is in everything and great in everything. But he also is just his vibe is just close to zero. Like he's just oh my God, he's, on the Richter scale, right? So who he, you know what it is? Every artist needs an empty canvas to begin the painting, and that's what he brings. So who's I mean. I mean, Jim Sturgis is. Don't even a, fucking act like he deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as Rosef Sutherland. Just thinking about who could be a low energy troubadour. I don't know, man. I know they have brown hair. I'm just glad every time I mention somebody, I get attacked. That's exactly I how I I might say to. Kit Harrington. I mean, it's hard to say because he, he had some very energetic scenes on Game of Thrones. So. It's a swordsman. I got to do some quick research. That's very important. It'll. There's going to be. There's. There's a. There's an end game here. So just. Harrington's not bad because he does have that. Like Like I said, said, hang tight. I'm working on some big shit right now. Jesus. Okay, Pompey is on stars. So we'll do that next episode. Jesus. Yes. (laughs) Fucking pomp. Does he get rolled over by the lava in that film? I think he plays the lava. Who did that? Emmerich. Don't even. Don't even get me. Wow. Who, it had oh to be God, Emmerich. It's so big. It's so big. It has to be Emmerich that did Pompeii. There's no one no else could do it. Could, no, he couldn't. He couldn't. Who did it then? Paul W.S. Anderson. <gasps> Holy shit! The world just came full circle right on my back. Kid Harrington, Carrie mm. Ann Moss. Oh, I love her. Emily Browning, the pale-faced huh? weirdy. Ad- <laughs> Ad- the guy who played in Oz, Attaway Akinogadak. You know that guy? Yeah. But here's where it, Jared Harris... But here's where mm. it comes full circle. Key for himself. Keith's in there. Key for his himself. Key, they put Kiefer in Pompeii. <laughs> so they did it. They might. They have, put they, Kiefer in there. They said they probably said we ha- we think we have a dormant low energy king that we need somebody to, to be near it to get that shell to burst open. Who better? Is he than rolling Kiefer? around in sandals in that film? We're about to find out. Pompeii. We got Pompeii in before two hundred. <laughs> I got vitality. Right now, is um is is uh, Mila in there? Kunis, Mila Jovovich. 
Oh, no, I don't think so. Because that's his wife, and she's usually, usually in all his films. This might be after they split out. They did not split. They're still together, brother. Oof. Emily Browning? Is she in the worst movie of all time, Sucker Punch? Yep. Carrie Ann Moss. She's the lead, man. Emily Browning, she's in American Gods. She was in um, the original... Um, of course that? Kiefer's a, an evil Roman senator in this movie. Do you think he Kiefer. gets volcanoed? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you think he was conjuring up... Uh, the songs for Bloor Street when he was on set, <laughs> playing it for Browning. He's like, I think I got a shot with Emily Browning. And this, you think he has that kind of? He's always trying to conjure up some romances on the set. She's sets, like, I'd I rather imagine. eat a Browning if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Loaded. Goodbye, world. Anyway, uh, so the premise of Geostorm. Whew. Keep it short, huh? Half hour in. Yeah, what's the premise? There's no premise. There's no premise. There's not a premise in this movie. I love no the scenes. fact that Gerard Butler is constantly a brilliant person who invents amazing shit. It's incredible. Okay, let me just, before we get started, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you, Can we qualify Yes, he's a, movie, he's a movie microscope legend, yes. Horror, comedy, drama, you know, all these genres, right? It, can we, is, is there, is, is Jared Butler a drama? Can we? Gerard? It just, I'm sorry, what I call it? What did I say, Gerard? What did I say, Jared? Jared. Yeah, Jerry Butler, Ger- Gerard Jerry, Butler. Yeah, he goes by Jerry personally. Can we call? Can we say he's a genre unto himself? Because his movies are all kind of similar, plays a similar type of person, and they're they're not funny, and they're they're kind of actiony, not really that scary or thrilling. Do you know what I'm saying? Can we? I, I'm gonna disagree in a big. I'll hard make a way. case. I'll make a case. Rock and you Roll is my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. I look, uh, he's fine in Rock and Roll. He's been great and stuff, but. He spits these things out. They said in the trivia on this one that the the the, the, the cast that he didn't really think they didn't see him knowing his lines very often. Which is a, which says a lot about the character of Gerard Butler knowing that Dean Devlin's words mean poo. Exactly. I know. I can't imagine that this the script was that memorable. And he's got to say a lot of techno babble. I think, or does he? And Olympus has fallen's a blast. Look, I'm not. I say he's been in good films. I just like he's been in a lot of stuff like this. You're right. He and he needs, plays the he same character. He just shows up and he's like, uh, what am I playing this one? A nuclear physicist? All right, well, let me look like a dude that never set foot in a lab, you know? In this one, you're a, a, a Russian ballet dancer. Got it. But the best is, yeah, he, he comes up with this network of satellites that that, uh, that fights off climate change. And then they just say, yeah, Jared Butler did this. Or Gerard. What, one is it? one he, man built Gerard this Butler. thing. I'm sorry. Which is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing. You want to talk about the premise? Well, I mean, the geostorm happens, you know. World's getting shitty, and storms are starting to kick our ass hard. So we build this, I guess, a grid around the world where yes, satellites, satellites, when there's a something's brewing, it'll fire down weird into it and keep it from shitting. That sounds so if, right. I mean, so if there's a did... hurricane, they'll, it'll, what, what does it do? It drops little guys into it? What does it do? It doesn't. So he, they made a, a network of satellites to fight these horrible storms that have been happening across the earth. And, you know, and they really did like the, the, this, this girl at the beginning, Jared Butler's daughter um, is narrating. Character, yeah. And she's, she basically narrates at the beginning of this film, a, an entire Roland Emmerich film. Like this is what happened to the earth. All these cities are getting wiped out by these different horrible storms. And then her dad came up with this way to um, invent this way to combat this. And it's like a kind of a, a coat around the earth of satellites, I guess. I don't know. But what I didn't understand is that, so then the satellites have the technology to create the, st- the storms themselves? It's a flawed create- concept. <laughs> I mean, they, they have, these satellites can do all sorts of crazy shit. 
You know, I he's guess like, it, he's like an Applebee's Tony Stark. You know, so what they're saying is it can tuck in the storms when they're bad, but it also can encourage the storms or make the storms when it's evil or something. Well, I think I mean it's hard to believe that mankind would take a tool that was designed for good and use it for evil. I mean, Movie uh, outsmarted me. I don't understand it. But here's the thing: let's just break down the cast real quick. It won't take long. There's only like four people people know about. Abby the star Cornish, is Abby Cornish and Andy Garcia, Ed Harris, Jared Butler, Jim Sturgis. Ugh. My and last the, favorite. Who else? There's a couple. There's another. There's a couple. It's like an international cast, Richard which Schiff is interesting. In Shifts in this Planet. Oh, Mayor Winningham killing it in this movie. And Zazie Beetz is in it for some reason. Well, this is early for her. I know, but still, it's great. She gets, Winningham gets billed before her, and she actually has a character in this, Sassy Beats. Can you imagine the night? Uh, Daniel Wu. And then you, that, that guy that's in a lot of stuff, Eugen, I don't know how to say his name. Is it Eugenio Derbes? I've never heard or of Derbs? him before. He's in a ton of stuff. Like He's he's actually kind of a big star. He has a, like a show on one of the net streaming channels. and That'll be anyway. your secret. It's a rough outing. International cast. It's a rough outing. But can you imagine the, the inter- company email that went out one night we got mayor we got mayor folks green light was she there for even half a day do you think that they uh no and do you think that they did the same thing when they got sturgis we got him guys we got him let's celebrate let's go out got him a couple of things happened when jim sturgis got hired for this first of all he he didn't sign until he called his agent and said can i have fucked up hair in this because that's his one choice in every single film he's in can I have weird hair? Can I have something that looks a little Playmobil? And <laughs> Can I have a other, ducktail? The other thing that happened was his agent said, all right, you're a, you're a vacuum, so watch every Andrew Garfield performance and try to pull something out of it. He watched yeah, he, half of a Garfield performance and showed up to set with shit hair. What? Watched the comic strip, read the comic strip. Here's the thing. <laughs> they play bro- He plays brothers with Jerry Butler, and it doesn't make sense. They don't, they don't look at all or act at all like brothers anyway so the, they, they, the beginning... i thought it was cool though during the opening credits when they showed mm-hmm. that his father had cross-eyed sperm <laughs> he's like these the two douches ration of the egg somehow got to the egg but they were jacked sperm they were bad bad com <laughs> so the movie kicks off jerry butler is he, he's the inventor of this system and he's being pulled up in front of I don't know Congress or something and he to answer to answer for like you know he's got a whole crew in space and he's got to answer questions he's got to play nights and and his brother there Max played by Jim Sturgis is trying to get him is like you know texting him during this inquiry and is like just you know stop being a dick during this you're gonna get fired you know and he does he gets fired and um, you know rips politicians. You know, takes you know, they try to take credit for his genius. He didn't like it he, in his crew's genius, and so they end up putting Max, the brother, in charge now of this system that he invented. The system and that he invented that had a technical name, but what do, what does the world call this system? Call it Dutch Boy. <whistles> Dutch Boy because of the the finger and the dike uh, type. Everyone knows story. Yeah, and so, but it reminded me of a poker player named Dutch Boyd. And I read I read a book by him, by the way. Oh God! His memoir. <laughs> He's kind of a, a poker poker uh, professional poker player with personal problems. Nick, I don't know if you ever heard the type. Yeah. Other um, than other than being a poker player. Anyway, I read Dutch Boyd, and it's the, the Dutch boy. It's what they get the 
Jared Butler, Gerard Butler's daughter. Now, isn't there a snack company called called Dutch Boy? I mean, little, I don't know, maybe. Okay, I could be wrong. Don't matter. So anyway, this then they cut to three years later because, you know, then something bad happens. Nick, what happens three years later? Uh, The movie's still going. Three years later. lives in a trailer like in every Emmerich film, right? Of course. But three years later, there's a these these people are these soldiers are in the desert and they see this frozen as Afghanistan. They see a frozen town and everybody inside this town is completely solid and ice. Mm-hmm. And they realize it's this one of the satellites went rogue and just froze this like like a fucking ice man from well, the so X Men. You so get Storm, Rogue, and Iceman in one section. What's his name? What's Iceman's name? Bobby Drake. Bobby Drake in this. Didn't you mention you mentioned him last episode? <laughs> Bobby it looks like Bobby Drake was on a drunken bender and um, froze the town anyway. So, uh oh, satellite trouble. And so Max, the brother, they have to go back to crawl back to Jerry Butler and figure out like can he come back and kind of repair stuff, figure out what's going on. And 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 in the interim, since he was fired from being Dutch Boy's boss, mm-hmm. he uh. He lives in an airstream, making yeah electric engines for friends. Yeah, and he like is um, it's got all sorts of like uh, what like solar panels around it. That may be one of the worst tropes in these kind of movies. Is mm-hmm. is the disgraced genius? Yeah, Hugh they're Jackman always in trailers. In, Hugh Jackman in his trailer. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson was in and one. One of Vago. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm sure. God, I'm sure that. Dennis Quaid went into a trailer at some point and day after tomorrow it's just bound to happen. It's hard to deal with, but you know what's not hard to deal with? We're in a we're in a Sutherland kind of high right now. Yeah. Abby Cornish looks like a Sutherland. You think so? She's got a little key for, she got the up little upturned nose. She's got that the rosy cheeks, that 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 uh, mischievous cat ate the canary look on her face, a little blondish hair. Yeah, uh, Abby Cornish plays a secret service agent that is like uh, you know on presidential duty, and she's having an, uh, an affair or an, uh, she's in a relationship with with Jim Sturgis's character, and they're keeping it on the down low. Jim Sturgis obviously wants to kind of come out and sing to the world that he is sleeping with. Abby Cornish because he's like thrilled that that's happening and she doesn't want she's like it's against protocol you're lucky to be with me but you know it's against the regulations and so there's this whole part of this movie that no one cares about this this being this relationship and later at the end they keep calling each other they're that they keep introducing each other as the that's my fiance like it matter I don't care I feel bad for Abby Cornish I, was I want her watching, to be on her own I was I, you know that master class thing 30, 30 bucks a month you, you get I, it? Yeah, I, well, I did it. I bought it for Abby Cornish's episode. <laughs> yeah, and did she talk specifically about this one? Well, they were saying, like, what, what was the biggest challenge in your career? And a lot of people thought it was going to be, you know, getting your first, how competitive Hollywood is on a woman. Sure. How the, the casting couch is always a threat and all this. And she said, no. I mean, sure. I, I was able to kind of get in there and get some good work right out of the gate. Uh, but her biggest challenge was acting as if Jim Sturgis could, uh, you know, get her there. Sure. Well, she 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 doesn't she and doesn't she actually act like quits that acting on the on the masterclass. It ends with her quitting and walking away. So, I don't mean to spoil. I just save everybody thirty bucks. So uh, it's inter- her character is interesting because she actually does have more action in this movie than any of the other characters, and she's not bad at it. Actually, she has kind of a nice little that's, action. That's got to be what this. what kept her coming to the set. 
and um, yeah, well, that, she she, yeah. she kind of turns into a badass, like kind of like that's kind of the the Jerry Butler role, right? In a weird way, but she she I think she's kind of I. I don't know. I haven't paid much attention to her. She's a bright spot in this movie, for sure. I do like her. What what else has she been in? Can you run down her career I know she was Ben Affleck's significant other in something. And maybe she was in that Shadow Recruit movie, the Jack Ryan movie. Is that right? And she directed, obviously directed Attack the Block. (laughs) Abby Cornish in this, huh? Three Billboards. I know, but I don't remember her from Three Billboards. She was the wife of uh, good old... uh, She wasn't. She she was oh she was the 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 other Jack Ryan she was on the Jack Ryan TV show maybe she was the daughter in it or something because the the light the who the Australian actress that was in Ready or Not was the wife and Abby movie, Cornish had some she was a female in it though she's sure. in the Jack Ryan TV show she was in I thought she got to be was lucky she was the love interest in Robocop oh, remake in the, oh my god well she was the uh, his partner I imagine oh no she was his wife Murphy's H- wife. H- Love interests. Well, Seven Psychopaths she was in, which I that movie I like. Sucker Punch, Nick. The worst movie of all time. Um, you mentioned it. She's in it. She got to work with the boringest. Abby Cornish, man. She's still doing it. She's out there. Cornish. Limitless. Let me read about her. Anyway, all right, we got to move on. But anyway, I, like I said, you said she's a bright spot. I agree. So they send after they have a lot of father daughter talk with this actress who. They get a lot of, um, they put a lot on her for these scenes. Like she's with her, her parents are divorced. She's staying with her dad. Max, you know, Jim Sturgis comes to like talk Jerry Butler to, to go back into space. Because what happens, we didn't tell you this. There's all there's a waves. tragedy. There's a tragedy that happens in space on the space station. And is there, it a you tragedy? See, it's you see one this of guy, my favorite scenes in the movie. Kind of steal. Looks like he's up to no good. He's like he's stealing some kind of recording some kind of da- data off of a computer hiding it in a locker and he walks down a corridor and it explodes and he or the 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 i guess the what the walls of the corridor jettison mm-hmm. and he gets blown out into space he, he freezes and he gets blown he out he gets frozen first and then gets blown out and look at his and face it's a murder light. i watched that Nick, scene three times mur- i can understand it i was like what is this poor character is there's what I think was kind of interesting about this movie is it turns a little bit into a who done it, um, which I was a, not expecting. More of a why done it, and I you know, I know that make... there there's a bunch of heavy reshoots. This movie, uh, I believe, was taken out of Dean Devlin's hands. Yeah, yeah. according to the trivia, and a, like a lot of reshoots. And I wonder if they put that that mystery element into it. I don't know. No, but I, I kind of enjoyed the mystery element. I like it. it. It reminded me of um, Outland a little bit. That you know, kind of a murders in, in space. Someone's trying to figure out what's going on. Jerry Butler gets up there and he starts to piece together some kind of conspiracy. All right, so let's talk good, about the little. So many moments. good was involved in the reshoots, if I'm not mistaken. Danny Cannon directed the reshoots. Are My man, Judge Dredd. Danny Cannon directed them. Yeah. That is, what a ego bruise for old, for old Dean Devlin. I love it. Dean, so you Max, can't handle this movie. This movie's out of your control. We're calling in the big guns. We're calling in the cannon. Okay? What, who? William no, specifically Oh, Danny Cannon. Danny Cannon. Because uh, he nailed Judge Dredd, a movie I don't hate. Max is played by Mr. Jim Sturgis. Jake is played by <laughs> Gerard Butler. They do. Max and Jake. And it seems like uh, there's, there's a, a little bit of a power struggle between the two. And I always wonder, does it, do they feel like Max is less than Jake? Maybe. What are you talking Is there a joke here? <laughs> 
<laughs> Anybody who gets the joke understands that it's a joke. Max is less than Jake. Too old to remember it. Can I just zoom in real quick on this frozen town in Afghanistan? There's a you frozen can talk donkey. You about it all night, motherfucker. There's a frozen donkey in there. Glass. They call them out. There's a lot of frozen... Yeah. But what would you think when you saw that little popsicle? Were you sad? I, I felt very sad. Of one of the myth God's God's creatures froze. Mm-hmm. I love it that the soldier felt compelled to touch the hand of one of the people just to check, and it snaps off. Snaps off, and he's horrified. Yeah, although if you notice the the mm-hmm. there's a little bit of um, fuzz mm-hmm. coming out of the wound, which I think was uh, which makes me think it wasn't real. <laughs> Good call. Yes, yeah, one of that's part super. of the reshoots. I wonder if the reshoots were like, you got to insert some frozen animals in this scene. Get a frozen, let's make up a frozen donkey and do an insert. That frozen donkey, I wonder what his story is, you know? Um, it's any canon solution for everything, though. <laughs> well, he was doing a reshoots on, you know. Danny Cannon, he, he got to work with the one, the only Rob Schneider in his heyday. Wow, man. Can you imagine the what stories. it must have been like getting to boss Armando Sante around? Here's the thing about this movie. Andy Garcia plays the president of the United States. I'd vote for him. And his name is, I wrote down the name. Brownwall. Hey. How you doing, Brownwall? It's got a great name for a president. Andrew Palma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Democratic president. He's the Democrat. And they, they paint him for a while. They, he's the suspect. They think the president is the you know the man our characters think the president is the one pulling the strings he has the access he has the power reasons to do it but the thing is they've introduced ed harris in this movie so you know he's the bad guy <laughs> of course like as soon as he shows up that is who do, is doing this and i i wrote down when they show his bald head showed up i wrote down ed harris the baddie yes uh, he's the it's baddie. funny i think and i think there's there's an allegory that gerard butler's daughter is god in this? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I can't disagree. She's the voice that speaks to us, the audience, right? Mm-hmm. So this gas mains explode in Shanghai. There's some some town in Asia. I don't mm-hmm. know which town they Hong fucked Kong. up. Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Cat jumps into a fridge, which is a smart cat. But That's a good zoom. I, I wrote that down. The cat jumped. The, the, one of the characters they focus on for a bit is uh, one of the people connected to this project. And he goes to the store to get some snacks. And a cat keeps jumping. He's trying to get some, you know refrigerated treats and a cat keeps jumping in the for what reason well because the world's heating out the world's heating out and then eggs oh that's why yeah Yeah. it's trying to cool off yeah Yeah. and then eggs fall out and cook on the surface which is one of i'm sure that was in the pitch meeting you're gonna love this movie there's a scene where eggs cook on the surface of the ground that's how stupid i am i just kept thinking wow that's a cute thing for a cat to do it was because the cat was trying to cool off because they were about to show lava and all this it was already 100 bubbling like 30 degrees already did they show the temp yeah, he's sweating his ass oh. out. Yeah. So anyway, dig this. So all this shit happens. The you know one of the geostorms. Just one of the you know the title yeah. you know best. Mm-hmm. All sorts of dumb shit happens in the city. You know things are blowing out. Yeah, he drives. He's in a little electric car and he drives away from. There's the, a lot the of really heat. dumb scenes of people outrunning geostorms. Mm-hmm. But it, we we go back. You know, obviously this means things are hitting the fan, and Mr. Gerard Butler needs to go to outer space. Obviously, he's, I thought he is already in no, space. No, no, he point. needs to go. This is. So there's next scene. They're at their. You're their, right. You're right. This is airstream. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. he comes out of the airstream, and his daughter says, "Did you hear about the gas main explosions?" And his you're response right. is, "Yeah, it just hit the news." So God <laughs> so, knew. 
got she knew before the news. It's a huge loophole in the plot. She beat the fucking news. Well, I mean, maybe he's watching TV and she's she's hot on the internet. You know, she what I'm is outdoors. She is. She probably a yeah, tree but they have her. those. But they have those those fo- those phones that can hide. What do She's they call like, them? The happening just whispered to me. Fucking yeah, there's gas mains going they, under. They call them halo phones or something. No, they call they them. Have. There's another name they use. It's 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 dumb. Halo something. They halo. Don't call f- them halo. They call, it's a, halo screens or halo no, screens. Yeah, it's, it's halo something screens. Akin to transparent. It's a it's it's a helio maybe. There's something. There's helio screens or something. No, anyway, but yeah, this what they do is they have this thing they hold they they zoop it out of their hand. Shows a screen. They're doing their little phone stuff, and then they zoop it back and hide it. I don't like. It's like it's the I'm one just, thing in I, this. that that she may have looked at her secret phone, but I'm just she's God. Just saying that maybe it's not a loophole, but she does drop a huge thing in this that I didn't know was true. She he said he can't wait to go to space. She overheard this conversation with his brother, and she, you know, it's it's one of those things. The kid scenes where like the kid is like you know fifty talking like a fifty year old, which is annoying. But anyway, she's like, I think she's 13 in this. By the way, that's my number one search in porn. 50-year-old youngins. Um, Anyway, she says uh, space is a negative 450 degrees. You're going to be cold in there. Is space that cold? Of course. Is it minus 450? Yep, to the the number. So why don't they ever show astronauts with uh, with the suit on and like puffer coats over it? Right. Or like, you know, like a scarf. Yeah, or just rubbing their hands together out in space. Or just put like a little sweater over their shoulders or something. Man, it's cold in here. Rubbing their little mitts together. They're... Man, it's freezing out here. Did I just say that? What'd you say? Oh, you did that? I didn't, I didn't hear. I talked over it. What'd you say? Rubbing their hands together. <laughs> said it. To, really? I said it a little bit differently than you did using the exact words. <laughs> did you hear it? I was so happy to, to right, continue uh, my all thought. All right, they're doing a free float, stomping their feet on the ground to stay warm. Is that better? That's good, yeah. That's well, why they. That's why off. they invented space fireplaces that float around. You can just <laughs> huddle up near it. I just didn't realize space was that cold. I knew it was cold. I just didn't know it was that cold. What are you supposed to do if you start getting cold that's in space? What, I mean, Tim Robbins. That's just what happens. Is you Tim Robbins, and then you're away. Where does his Where does his daughter and ex wife live? By the way, Atlanta. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to the home base yeah. of the movie Microscope. Thank you. You think that's why they did it? Yeah. Devlin's like, I got you. I want you to be sweating your britches thinking that I might target your city with a geostorm. By the way, 35 minutes in the movie, we hear the word geostorm mentioned for the first time. Thank God. Thank his daughter. daughter the daughter is, uh, I like how she says, you're not exactly the reliable type. You know, like, I like how she says that about her dad. You know, sizing him up. He's the child in this situation. You, She's the parent. You put, the, you put that really together. I like a shot of Cape Canaveral with a... Sci-fi spaceships in there, though I do like that. Like the kind of the upgraded space shuttles they got, the Challenger. Mm-hmm. Well, it ain't the you Challenger, know, the, but you know what I'm saying. It looks like the Challenger. It's got the little black, cool black stripe on it. More windows. They upped it. Dean Devlin knows what's going on in the future. Right. You think Cape they Canaveral? Called... You ever been there? You ever been to Cape Canaveral? I have, yeah. What do you think? I thought there'd be vampires. To be honest, I mean, just with the the name. You think that yeah. they would have named that ship the Champion? You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like. Uh, why are you why are you gonna name a, a a rocket after second place, right? My favorite thing that happens in this movie is the daughter father daughter scene ends. She gets into a lift, by the way, with this like a weird driver. Like I, she's just out of there as thirteen headed to the airport. He then gets either drives or gets driven to Cape Canaveral. 
gets out of the car and then he's in a shuttle alone like just ready to go to space yeah like he shows up they park and the next thing you know he's he's 90 degree sitting at the 90 degree angle looking you know forward getting ready to zoop into space yep it's incredible I didn't know you could just... That's just his commute. Oh, shit, that's, I'm late. You guys hold the rocket for me. I'm yeah. just, he's running to get in, you know? In a lot of these movies, uh, the first act is them preparing for that venture into space. Mm-hmm. You know, they're blowing they're blowing in tubes and making balls float. They're flexing their muscles. Sure. Vomit comet rides, drinking weird medicines and stuff. Nope, mm-hmm. none of that. They don't even ask Jerry to shave. They're like, you look like <laughs> shit. Get in the ship. He's wearing like a Gap t-shirt, like he's got jeans on, flip-flops. He's ready to go, I guess. I love that he goes to space. They show him through like a little, they have like, you know, like the camera goes from space through like a little window and he's in there in a seatbelt and he takes it off and all of a sudden he's zero Gerard. You know what I'm saying? Like in space. He's just floating around. No, you want to tie it's this. Called a ha- it's called a halo frame. By the way, we started this. That's the, that's the technology. We started this episode off with Gil Bellows. We got Gerard mm-hmm. in space. Gil Gerard played Buck Rogers. Oh, my gosh. We got nice. unity in this, you know? Mm-hmm. They play, there's some weird outer space grab ass that kind of happens. There's this lady named Uta, which, which is funny because that's Roland Emmerich's wife's name, which is a very weird coincidence, I guess. Yeah. They are playing grab ass out in space, doing weird work and floating around and doing dumb shit. I get tired to death of this. I don't need to see. I don't think Roland Emmerich is. He's gay. His sister's yeah. Uta. Uta. Uta, yeah, yeah. U T E. And she had a UTI, which is a super zoom. But they they I am so tired of people in in, in astronaut suits with little bits of smoke coming out of the side of it, them jetting around really boring. Yeah. I could go the rest of my life without seeing that in a movie ever again. So yeah, little once puffs he starts of smoke coming out of their fucking I know. So they they realize like they have a couple near like a, a weird thing keep happening on the ship. And one of the guys realizes one of the panels that blew out caused this guy's death. It's stuck outside. And so Jared Butler's like, look, I'll go out there in my suit. Or Gerard Butler, I'm sorry. I can't I'll never get it right. I'll go out there in my soup in my suit and with our with our little what's the what's the ca- the commander goes out with them? Oot. Is that her? Yeah. And so then and then they they grab it and then this is what you're talking about, right? His little suit malfunctions and he's flying all around. His, there's a part where his face is scraping yeah. against the side of the he ship. He does about like about a nineteen billion dollars worth of yeah. damage out in space. Like he keeps like all the heat panels and they're flying off and he's like Jerry Lewising bouncing off, like holding onto this this thing and my favorite so he does all this and he manages to to kind of pocket what they were in, what this little data card that was in the panel and he hides it from everybody because he gets back on and he's like he gets back aboard the ship and he's drenched in either either sweat or pet sweat or piss one of the two like it might be piss because it's scary out there yeah. and he he doesn't tell the crew he doesn't tell his crew that he he, he managed to get this thing because he suspects someone trying to murder him because they didn't want him to find what was in that panel he's right nick yeah. did you fall asleep during it Sorry. I didn't know. It just bored the living shit out of me. <laughs> but I did like the, the first stinger that they had after the credits where he gets back to Earth and Guinness shows up and gives him an award. <laughs> Why? No one has, has pissed at negative 450 <laughs> degrees before and you did it. Got his shirt all wet from his pee. Yeah. 
I like that um, idea. I want to rewatch that scene and think of him pissing the whole time. <laughs> Maybe that's the propulsion he, that's making it nightmarish for him. He actually wrecked the outside of the ship. I'm surprised the ship doesn't like when it self destructs at the. I'm surprised that he didn't cause it. Oh, he doesn't. He get does an so assist. much damage. Like it says, it says the rest of the self destruct initiated. <laughs> And it cuts to a digitized version of his face plant going 600 miles an hour on the side of this thing. He really does. They spent like five minutes. He's like bouncing around off all these uh, graphics. Well, I think part of it is they realize probably late in production. Oh, my God. We don't have enough geostorms. We need some action sequences. We need some gunshots in space. I mean, is that the I wonder if that's the stuff they added. And Dean Devlin had been like, man, I mean, this looks ridiculous. I didn't put this in for a reason. I didn't. I didn't want him face planning off of the space station for ten minutes, you know. Well, especially considering there's a scene where something malfunctions indoors, and he says, "Get all these parts immediately to manufacturing or whatever, because mm-hmm. they have to fix it." And he's like, "Scratch that! I just d- defaced the entire space station with my own head." <laughs> but the thing, the thing so, that irritates me about movies like this is. Mm-hmm. There may be one real element to most of those shots, if if that. Yeah. And you just kind of go numb after a bit. I know, I know. And so back home, back on ground, this makes this me guy, long for before sunrise. You know, this guy from uh, the from Hong Kong travels to the U.S. He's got he's he thinks for something's a while. up, and he gets to the U.S. and he says, "I'm going to meet you where we meet sometimes in D.C. or whatever." And he goes there and immediately gets pushed in front of a car and get gets killed in front of Jim Sturgis mm-hmm. and um and his and Abby Cornish. Yeah, he just he he lands this is the order of things he does. He lands and dies. Yeah. Land I'm sorry, he lands, gets his suitcase out of, you know, baggage claim, hails a cab and gets killed. Yeah. Um and so his he he hand, he hands something to uh Sturgis then he has to enlist as he beats and all. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. There's a conspiracy afoot. He has to call his little, his big brother up in space and tell him that something's going on. I do like the scene where Jerry speaks in code. Actually, no. I think Jerry is, remember Jerry no, gives him like a coded that, message. That's why he pockets that card because he knows that something's rotten yeah. in Denmark. And yeah, he gives him a, he like, gives him a fake a fishing sabot- story. He's a saboteur in this shit. Mm. And he thinks that the corruption goes all the way to the top of the food chain where El Presidente yeah. mm-hmm. might be a big bitch. Yeah, yeah. And they want you to think Ed, that uh, Andy Garcia. So he, he big tells big this big long bitch. fishing story, and then um, he really and he says it's there. You know, hey, remember our code it tells this long fishing story, and then um, Jim Sturgis brings it to Zazzy Beats, and they break it down. And you you have to clip out every like five seconds. You get a new sentence, and he the sentence is, "It's bad up here. Trust no one." That's what the sentence not is. The exact, like that. It's not the exact. Close. Part, it's close. He said, "Call my agent." I like the the uh, Jared Butler gets to say, "Gerard, Jared, Gerard, Gerard, Gerard Butler gets to say Chromebook in this." Uh, he do, he certainly does. It's not mm-hmm. like a Chromebook that you could just reboot. You know, press the old button. And I never realized I I craved that. I didn't realize how much I craved hearing him say that <laughs> until then. It just comes out of his mouth. Dude. You would have been great if in space when he's. When he's raking his face across all the panels, if he just he starts to do this with his mitts, ooh, it's cold. It warms up. Yeah, let's rubs his hands together. We made that joke yet? So uh, Sturgis concocts a plan where they have to get the code, the kill switch 
for because they weaponized the Dutch boy. They have to get this kill switch. That's an actual sentence in this fucking movie. And they, um, he talks to Abby Cornish. He said, "Look, I know your duty is is to protect the president, but I need to steal these the kill switch from him." And her, their plan is when Fuck. he's in the shower. Fuck. Fuck. She looks like a Sutherland. She reminds me of Kiefer. And they talk about mm. a designated survivor in this movie. Yeah. But the plan, Nick, is that the, when the president's in the shower, then they'll grab the codes. <laughs> yeah. That's well, the plan. They, yeah. They say, while he's playing words with friends, we're going to grab his fucking shit. You know? Garcia in the shower at night, though. You I mean, got me thinking. Yeah, you definitely mm-hmm. got the gears turning. Right. And so then that's the plan, but then they felt, then Ed Harris tries to kill our By boy. By the way, Ed Harris has a very Cronenbergian name in this. Oh, is that? I didn't realize his name. He's a he's a he's a secretary of, secretary of state, I believe, right? Yeah. But but Ed Harris plays Leonard Deckham. Oh, he does. That is such a Cronenberg name. Oh man, Ed Harris, I love him to death, but he doesn't need to do Geostorm. Oh, I bet you, I bet you, Geostorm probably helped him cover some of the Pollock losses. You know, it's like I think I, so. He's like I I I gotta get pay off this third mortgage. Let me do Geostorm. Yeah, let's escalate. We're already past the shortest episode, so we fucked up. But there's all sorts of stuff. There's conspiracy. Jerry has to kill a guy in space. They have to. Abby has to kill a bunch of guys on the ground. There's a scene that's embarrassing. I know that's saying something. Mm-hmm. But they're in an electric car escaping from villains in an electric right. storm, and they're the only thing that doesn't get hit by lightning. Kind of yeah, threw me out. all threw these me. they they show all this devastation that's happening across the globe, like. You know, uh, there's a in Rio. There's like a ice wave, an ice storm that turns the wave into into ice, and then all these people start to do a beach flea, and they get frozen in place. In Rio, right? There's or something like that. Yeah, in DC, I think there's like a lightning storms you're talking about, and then Dubai there's something gets hit else. With some waves. There's like a sand tornadoes. They have all these weird, like, cool storms happening, and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to shut down. You know, Dutch boy. <laughs> God damn it! And uh, and now they realize that the president, you know, he's they have to kidnap him and to get him because he is the kill switch. Like his biometrics are the kill switch. So they got to do a bunch of other shit. There's stuff going on, on the ground. There's stuff going up in, in the space station. The space station starts to self destruct. Jerry Butler decides it's time to self sacrifice. He's going to stay behind. They have a little Last Jedi scene with Admiral Holdo. Everybody gets aboard like a, a shuttle, and he stays behind. And someone has to stay with the ship and, and punch in the kill switch. And everybody's like, see you, man. You know, they don't care. And um, the commander said she doesn't want to leave him, but she and she doesn't. She ends up saving his ass. But anyway, that leads to a whole breakdown scene with Sturgis. And he talks, says goodbye to his brother, and he does a little tw- chin waggle. You know, little, and then his little acting choice, his little chin moves up and down. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets crushed by Butler in this acting wise. I think in a way, yeah. Butler does. That's the thing. That's his key. He doesn't care. He gets crushed. He's by not that gonna frozen donkey. When it's when it's time to cry, Butler doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like he, when it's time to get emotional, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm not doing it." That's his key. That's that's the key to his success. He doesn't do it. Sir just tried, and all he can get is his little chin, his little chin wiggle. You know, and then they cut to him, and he's got all these tears in his eyes. Yeah. Anyway, Ed Harris says that yeah, he was trying to take things back to 1945 when the the country wasn't just a bank, a bank disguised as a country. That's his motivation that's it, yeah. here. That's Ed Harris's motivation. Mm-hmm. 
He wants to make America great again, Nick. His name's Leonard. And when they finally get him dead to rights, they say, you're done, Leonard. I thought that was kind of cute. You're done, yeah. Leonard. Butler's like, the look after I'm, my daughter to Sturgis. Because like, he's going to die. Like, he, I don't like the spit. fact that he self-sacrifices and then doesn't die. Me neither. I'm kind of glad he doesn't die, though. It's re- But the, my, my favorite thing that happens in this, so this, the, he punches in the code just in the nick of time. Saves, he shuts down the system, reboots the system. And then that the commander shows up, and they're flying through, they're flying through this, you know, self-destructing space station, and they get out, and all the debris and he, everything is exploding. He's like, you want to try a hail mary? And then he skedaddles and leaves <laughs> her the in best. the dust. So he says, he says, uh, they're outside. He sees like maybe what could be like a little thing they can get on board, like a little ship, and he says. Yeah, follow me. They proceed to show him doing like an incredible acrobatic, like kind of this straight beeline to this thing through all this debris. They show behind him. She's like clinging, <laughs> clinging on to debris. I don't know what, how she's supposed to follow him. I thought she was going to get wiped out. I thought that was good. Well, they be- made it too insane. Like they, that's the thing is like, we have to make this insane. You, they should go together or something. Don't say follow me and then just have him do like somersault through every weird thing possible in space. He should have said, first to the shuttle, live. See ya. That's <laughs> what it feels like. He fucks off I mean, in a heartbeat, like, and she's just uh, trying to... English is not her first language. She's trying to piece it together. She's he's he's straight... He shoots the thing straight, pissing in a suit again, filling that up, <laughs> getting it all over his gray tee. Um, he's like, you know what? It's only negative 431 degrees. And they have now. this countdown during all this. Time to geostorm. I know, you know, they really... Four minutes... You know, time to geostorm. They have the geostorm countdown. There's a little bit of here's the thing. There's a little bit of chemistry between Sturgis and Zazzy Beats, which I liked, and then there's a little bit of chemistry here between the commander and you know Jerry Butler. And I I thought I mean if you mean that wearing, their bodies are made up of chemicals, you're right. They're in spacesuits. They got the the helmets on with the visors. I normalize astronauts kissing each other without taking their suits off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to see the, the glass bump against glass, whatever that is, yeah. and then kind of they're trying to get their lips even close to it. I feel like they could have gone in for like a space kiss that after seems they survived like, so that much. That seems like the whole reason petition.org was invented. I say you get on it. Normalize yeah, did, astronauts kissing through the suit. And G, zero G, so it's slow, and then like the and then like um, you know trying to kiss the neck and just bumping, there's a little glass sound and the little you know I, I i wouldn't mind seeing it it's cute and then he get he gives her a mug that says that says he found my zero g spot he gives her that mug <laughs> <laughs> here here's this mug that it's a huge brag on me <laughs> well i mean that's why you buy mugs and I like that he's like he's like here's your, here's a mug now give it to me. Um, I like the fact that she does make it to that craft, but it looks like she's she getting set up to get wiped out right at the last second. Even then, he keeps saving. Even though she stayed behind to save him, he keeps saving her. He keeps dragging her and catching her by the the big pack that she has at the back of her suit. Keeps trying to make out with her helmet to helmet. Did I just imagine that? He doesn't keep trying to make out with her. <laughs> keep clinking helmets together. Anyway, so the whole the whole thing. Devlin is like, you know what? I don't know if he shot this or not, but in, like in India, you know, the, where the sandstorms are, I think it's there. Yes, it is. They keep showing this dog. Of course. So you know, civilization's getting wiped out by these these storms, and they keep showing this like skinny dog that this little boy is worried about. Right. 
And at the end, the he the dog's safe. Big, that's a big I deal. I don't give a flying shit that that dog makes it. I thought it was... Uh, they were throwing some shade at him. I think it was Mumbai where this was taking place. Is that where it was? That is... I love pet, I love animals. They chose mm-hmm. a dumb dog. They chose a, a dog. Let's pick the one dog. Not a camera. Not a camera ready dog. Not right. a camera ready dog. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like let's. You know what, animal handler? How much can we not feed it before the authorities become involved? Get to that. I point think that and give me they said that that animal was um, such an asshole on set. I was reading the trivia. Yeah. That dog's name was Florence, and apparently would nip at Dean Devlin and. They uh, they had a big problem with it because they were on a completely different soundstage, mm-hmm. still blowing Jim Sturgis off the screen. <laughs> there's a there's a, there's a, they keep cutting to in Dubai where there's a sheik that's like looking through the windows watching impending death. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of executives in the room. Why are we supposed to care about these wealthy executives in this penthouse office? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know it, if they're trying to get like the people that are anti. Uh, flooding like get excited yeah. about it like oh look we're about to see some of these people die or if that's what they were going for no or they're just they, showing the they're showing them, like a, a huge different areas of the earth i know but it was yeah. the way that it was a weird dichotomy because yes you want you want to feel nervous for these people's future mm-hmm. but it's almost like when you think of dubai you think of these amazing structures and this mm-hmm. utopian existence and all that and yes it's oil money a lot of it and all that but what, they just kept cutting to this scene, this this these room this room full of executives. I was like, I know they're in the yeah. They're, you're, you're saying you didn't really care. The thing about this movie is I'm, no, you I'm don't saying, really. What care. are they saying about us in the way, the way that they filmed that? I'm not saying about. I'm saying what did they say about? I just their think audience? you don't care about any of the like people in these movies that die. Like the 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 they try to give. There's a scene in um in that the, when this cold cloud comes and starts freezing everybody on the beach wherever it is. They show this girl and this her boyfriend they're running. This woman and her boyfriend running, and she, he doesn't make it, but she keeps running and kind of beating this cloud. And then a plane falls from this guy, like a passenger plane. Right. It's frozen and shatters, like, behind her. And she's still, like, she's up but, against the wall. she's like, hot. Kind of, so that's the thing. Is she's, she's in a bikini the whole time? No, but that's the thing is they're trying to make you worry about her. her and, here's, and you don't. Here's dead family. I'd rather see the plane screen. fall directly on her. I'd, right. Like, it, and maybe it, uh, a frozen kid bounces out intact, and he's, like, a little wink. The donkey. <laughs> not again he was piloting you know? the plane that's why it went down it had nothing to do with the frozen but like the, the the destruction is like that's the thing i don't like about these movies like i said i didn't care that because they don't make you care for like the but the destruction's so over the top in these movies they just kill like hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. in a blink right you know and it's just like part of the you know dumb story I don't know. I don't, I, these movies are just. I mean, this is a weak, weaker Roland Emmerich film somehow. You know, it's a wannabe. Some of them are great. What's your favorite disaster movie? Yeah, or a Roland Emmerich film. I don't think in those. I can't put my brain into that mode. I can't. Decide. You just said some were. You said some were great. Yeah, hey, I have fun watching some of them, but I don't. I can't think of best. You can't name one though. There, there's no best to be found. They're just fun to watch. Sometimes. I, some of them are great. I mean, I could. It can't be can't name a single one but i can name all of them i just films. i just don't have one that i love give me one that you like I mean, you could talk day after tomorrow you could talk fucking the 2012 talk pompeii <laughs> id4 still, still hearing one that you would San actually Andreas. want to watch what's that one did he do one did roland emmerich do one that was like bc like it was a caveman movie 100 percent, he did that was it a disaster film? A he makes disastrous films. Yeah, we have to do that BC film because isn't that Stephen Strait movie? Isn't it he the main what? guy? Who 
Isn't that guy? Isn't his name Stephen Strait? What are you even talking about? He's in the that's a person. Or something. Does a person yeah, call that? He's in. He's in that Expanse show. Is that not You're his name? You're just saying words at me. Stephen Strait. That's his name. And Camilla Bell, who I know you love. She's Cliff huge. Curtis in there. I'm looking at Stephen Strait, and I, yeah, he looks sort of familiar. He's... Oh, Armar Sharif narrated that film. Is he gone? He's got to I mean, be a, away now, is, right? Yeah. yeah, he's he's he took a secret yeah. walk. The secret walk. Yeah, he fell down God steps. Junior Oliphant in this is that's not Timmy Oliphant's kid. Is the name is what kid are you Junior, even talking about? I'm talking what? about the actor from BC. Oh, it's a, it's a 10,000 BC. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, Geostorm. Oh, this is the okay. This is yeah. This is President Andrew Palma is impressed by Jim Sturgis and Abby Cornish's characters, and he keeps saying, "I watched a porn to called 10,000 BCs." You get to what does that mean? Not, BCs. Just keep going. <laughs> and he uh, says, "You you should marry this woman. You should marry." That's this his girl. big laugh after she shoots those mm, a man to death. Marry her, and so then, uh, like it's a direct order, they are getting married. That they're fiancés, and that's the that's the wedding I want to see. I, I wish that they would have done something at the end where they're at the wedding, right? And then they, the geostorm reactivates and destroys the wedding <laughs> with all the storms at once. What if the weather is an unstable mistress and the Thrown rice disrupts the balance of nature. You know, <laughs> would you like the idea of uh, something out in the ether theoretically protecting your future called Dutch Boy? It's fucked out. I wouldn't mind it, Dutch Boy. I wonder if they have made any like merch shirts or merch yeah, yeah. for Dutch Boy. I can steal co- I can steal the codes while he's in the shower, Nick. Why Palm is in the shower? And they called it that because the brothers used to rag on each other, and he kept giving them a Dutch oven. And they're like, "Well, it's, it's, it's a, this movie's a fart in a blanket." <laughs> Zoom in. And, and guess what? They saved the planet Earth, destroying billions of billions of people in the process. And they're, they're floating. They get picked up by the nearby shuttle conveniently and taken home. This movie immediately got labeled sci-fi because the characters in this movie, the countries pull together and do something about climate change. <laughs> immediately labeled as not even sci-fi. It's his own genre, just like Jared Butler movies. Gerard. I'll never forget. I'll never say it right. And I'll just start calling Jared Harris Gerard Harris now. I'll just flip it. Right. So yeah, I mean it's a big one. Another another nail in the in another notch in our belt. Nick. We put another one into a permanent record. No one needs to. Speak no one does about it like we Geostorm do anymore. Uh, look, humming sound ain't Earth's crust getting all zapped out. It's a tattoo gun firing around. Yeah. What do you mean get inked into your skin? That's a good question. Tattoo from Geostorm. I wonder if anybody celebrated this way. What do you, I don't know what font they call it that a lot of the Bloods and the Crips have, that font that's like a kind of really stylized font that they have on their Yeah, tent. yeah, it's like kind of a like, gothic in like a way. a Sublime logo, I guess, whatever. Sure, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I have a beautiful rendering of Ed Harris, Ed Harris shrugging. Okay. And in that, in that font it says, you're done, Leonard. <laughs> right across my, 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 my plexus. What? <laughs> Eagle-eyed mm-hmm. viewers, they'll notice something's a little wacky. Is that Needful Things era Ed Harris that you used? That was it. I, I used a Needful Things era Ed Harris for the, and not his character from this. That was my that was my conceit. It's almost like think speaking Ed Harris in code plays. like Gerard. I think Ed Harris weighing in like about about a hundred eleven pounds. It's a skinny. It's a string bean. Yeah, his bone. How tall is he? Is he a short guy? It's gotta be. Or is he a tall man? There's no way Aaron Harris has height. 
I would uh, say well, give he's, me a, he's, he's the equi- if there is anybody that is more generic man than Ed Harris, I, I haven't seen him. I'm going to say he's 5'11 at max. Two inches shorter than Rob Zombie. Uh, no, one inch shorter than Rob Zombie. Five, Zombie. Five, nine. Mm-hmm. But Ed Harris Didn't is quite older than the, the sea, height. so I bet you at one point he was a couple inches taller. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to get um, just the, the, the screen, um, Jerry Butler's phone, cell phone, that just has a message from Jim Sturgis, his brother, that just says stop over and over again, the stop sign over and over again, because when, when he's trying to, he's dressing down Congress or whoever he's talking to in that hearing. Right. And his, he keeps getting that message that stop, 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 stop. And I'm just going to, no context. I'm going to get that exact tattoo on one of my, in my chest area. And then I'm just going to have people guess what it's from. And then if they guess right, I turn around and there's the back of the phone that says, uh, you're right. This was from Geo Storm, <laughs> parentheses 19 or 2017, starring Jim Sturgis. Yeah. And it's yeah. A, and it's a almost and it's a clear phone, so it's a very ugly tattoo. Look, movie's over, credits are rolled, and other than the stinger I mentioned earlier, there's a stinger, another stinger. What do you got? It's a good question. Like an extended scene, I kind of already did a good extended scene that the, the geostorms just whapping that wedding ceremony, but I guess I'll try to come up with another one. Do you have one? Mine's sort of like that actually. It's mm-hmm. uh, passenger. This is you know some time has passed. Mm-hmm. Actually, they cut to three years later in the movie where they're fishing. So let's say three years later, passenger plane is flying on into its destination, and one of the passengers says, what's that? And tucked behind one of the clouds, just hiding, a little teeny tiny geostorm, <laughs> like a little cute bouncing baby geostorm, sure. just kind of clinging to the mm-hmm. side of the cloud, kilroying its little nose and eyes, looking towards the, uh, the ground where it's going to wreak havoc. It's, it's almost oh, it's just kind of biding its time. I mean, it's they don't give this award out, but if there was an award for most pinchable cheeked geostorm, this is the one. That's awesome. Yeah, mine would be uh, now that they're back safe and sound. Gerard Butler is getting married to the commander. They have that. They have that sweet heat in space, and the government. You know, Andrew Palmer so thrilled about the work they did. They get he grants them the wish. They get to get married in space. And so they go up and have their and their and their suits and, and outside the ship they get hitched and um, Sturgis is there as the best man. They go in for the kiss, you know. They clink helmets, like I said. This is, and they accidentally knock Jim Sturgis, and he goes flying into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need to change my pants. My- he somersaults all the way into the sun. They can't. They can't get him in time, Nick. It takes weeks, but he does get there eventually and sizzles right into the sun's belly. <laughs> I just thought about this. There is an acrobatic move called a somersault, but there should be... Is there a part of it where it's like it's because it reminds you of in the summer when you would have salt? <laughs> I think that is the derivation of it. Latin for when in the summer they you have salt. You know, a lot of people... I know people that would put a little salt on their watermelon before they ate it course a little somersault sure makes you you eat it like that and it makes you want to spin upside down like like barely be upside down for a second look you've been given the finance and have your own sequel to geostorm big old times how do you spend that hard-earned i'm doing a musical are you really yeah it's like it's almost like a remake of the original because it's so perfect hmm. what it is is it's, it's all pop songs that have been either that that are either weather related or been tweaked to be weather related and it's just badass who'll stop the rain you know perfect hmm. Perfect song for the Geostorm. ACDC, Sweet, and do Highway to Hail. 
You dropped a satellite True. on me, maybe. Sure, yeah, yeah. Great idea. Satellite of love. Rock me like a hurricane. Can't Dutch this. <laughs> of course, Rob Marshall's somehow involved. Can't not be. So, Jared Butler, Gerard Butler, paranoid now. <laughs> God damn it. Paranoid now because his system got taken over by a insane person, Ed Harris. Like he, we didn't even mention the guy that the guy they hired in space. This British guy that I sabotaged that they kill everything. In space, yeah, he sucks. But anyway, he's now he's like, you know what? I gotta create a failsafe. I gotta create create a net of satellites over a net of satellites, and he creates Dutch Girl, the backup failsafe system. Right? Unfortunately, these two net connected satellite systems fall in love in space electric dreams and before you know gerard butler can tapity tap on the keyboard and get them not to fall in love it's too late they call in love and their 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 romantic energy and their heat creates a bunch of storms on earth and in space wild storms nick just crazy just destroying everything and and so he's trying to the the key here is to try to get dutch girl to to be repelled and to, 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 to divorce or to, to leave Dutch boy. And so he creates younger Dutch boy to put and to distract her. But then there's a love triangle now. Oh, no. And so then the universe is destroyed. And it's all, <laughs> it's all Jerry Butler's fault. Everybody's Mount Earth is mad at him. They just said, they w- we just wanted you to cancel rain for a while. Instead, now there's 80,000 holes in the earth. And we keep falling through them. And there's no oxygen. We're ghosts and we're screaming. And the ghost, <laughs> the ghost Jerry, Jerry Butler is like, well, what if I created a fourth one? Dutch, it's Dutch ghost, right? We're, what do you think? It got, it got, it went out there. Um, look, you're welcome. <laughs> money happens to everybody's escrow, and you're given the ability to have your own business associated with the best. With this movie, huh? Yeah. I got this fucking perfect idea. We talk a lot about cereal. We do, yeah. So we, Dutch boys with a Z at the end, cereal. Wow, that's awesome. And it's little corn pop satellites. But because of all the razzmatazz that happens in this movie, mm-hmm. they are corn pops that are covered in pop rocks. <sighs> and instead of putting it in milk, you put it in Pepsi. And so it's shimmering and simmering and crackling and an electrified lunch, you know? And you slurp it up, and your mouth is just a awash with explosions and dreams. Dutch. What's boys. it called? Dutch boys with Dutch a Z. boys. It's weird. The mascot is just Andy Garcia. It, there's the box is a is a perfectly rendered Andy Garcia looking like money, like a lithograph yeah. version of him, like money version of Andy, like you'd see on the hundred dollar bill. Because right. he's the president, they put him on money, and it's him with a. In his presidential, he's got a, a spoonful of this shit. Eating the old Dutch, it's, it's in. That's the only part in black and white. The rest of the box is, is it, exploding with colors. But is it Andrew Andy Garcia? Or is it his character Andrew it's Palma? His character Palma. But you could tell it by the look in his eyes that he's getting jolted into. You know, he's going to sign a bill with a heart on because of this. You know. What do you think about the scene with the frozen birds getting frozen in the air and then shattering I on hated the ground? It. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. I, we didn't talk about that, but I know I figured you hated it. My idea. It, uh, you might have had this system, the Neo Geo. Of course. So I'm making the Neo Geo Storm. It's like a Neo Geo system, but we're branding it the Neo Geo Storm, right? right? And we're going to get it. By the way, no system have, has ever done done so much with so little. There's like four franchises. And, they just basically, they're all the same. Magician yeah. Lord or, you know, Final Fight or whatever. All those mm-hmm. bullshits. 
King of Fighters. They re they reskin yeah. them. The baseball mm-hmm. stars games are great, but the Neo Geo was it was a rough rough mix. Metal yeah, Slug, so our, Metal Slug was the best. Yeah, yeah that's the big uh, that's the big one on there. And so we're gonna bring, get in Neo Geo Storm System, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll have gonna have the you know the well known colors of the film. They're, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna get that. It's gonna be you know all the well known colors of this film. That's gonna be the color of this system. Gonna have some decals of your favorite characters on the front of it. That it's just gonna be long. yeah, it's gonna be a complete tribute to this film. But unfortunately, we can't really license any other game except Nam 1975. <laughs> and so we try to reskin that a little bit and put some of the approximate his Jerry Butler's face on the main character. But other than that, yeah, yeah. So we both have a little nom in ours. Everybody's going nom nom when they're eating. My, my crackling cereal. The Neo Geo Storm, Nick. Yeah. Did you have the Neo Geo? You, it sounded like I, you yeah, did. Yeah, they had a home unit. There was a home version of it. That came yeah, out. yeah, I had it. I know. Yeah, and then now there is there's a Neo Geo cabinet like the ones I have at the house, which I love. They have Samurai Showdown too. Yeah, on there. I would get that in my favorite games of all time. The baseball stars and there's a golf game. Now you got me thinking about getting that Neo Geo unit. I used to play the uh, tubercular hero of that game. That would when he. He would always be coughing into his handkerchief, but then he would fight like a dream. It's about, and, and then if he, I tell you, yeah, and, and Sam on too, and, and if he oh. won, no, and if he won the battle, then he would drink from like yep. a dish. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, uh, listeners, on your bingo card, um, you win because tubercular was in the corner. So good for you guys. <laughs> Keeping it short. Look, uh, <laughs> you're in the movie, man. You've been inserted mm-hmm. into the running time of good old. Geostorm. What shape does your performance take? That's a good question. I'm smaller than you think. Yeah? The dust is starting to settle. Firemen have come in and extinguished the flames. Mm -hmm. And the rubble is being sorted through. And they hear a little coughing. (laughs) And uh, they they pop open. uh, They move a giant brick wall. And behind there is the still plugged in refrigeration unit. Myself, the cat, is in. And I made it. I'm coughing a little bit, <laughs> a little cute old cute, mm-hmm. and that cat has been living in that thing, waiting for rescue. And I popped, you got him. I, pop, I popped out. This cat's you have a, does it have a name or you don't know yet? Piss. <laughs> Piss the cat. So I'm the owner, operator, destitute, sad, pockets inside out, owner of Space Bloopers, the business. <laughs> And I just had a dream, you know, and a dream like I, I never really got much footage. I had a couple funny things from the moon landing when they were having trouble walking. I don't know if you saw that footage. Yeah, they really put it on Twitter. Yeah, okay. They were having a little trouble walking and on the moon at first, looking kind of looking ridiculous. That's as far as I've gone, and I'm just like, man, this is my dream. But it's I am like eating, I'm licking inside of like SpaghettiOs can. I'm screwed. And then they, I pay somebody. I'm like, give me anything anything I'll, you know i'll give you cut of the profits and they give me that gerard butler footage of him <laughs> just dogging it all around the <laughs> 20 minutes of footage of him just just sliding on the outside of that thing causing so much destruction and i'm like i was right my dream has come true that's this is it this is gonna sell like hot cakes well, the big the big know? thing that really kind of pushed you over the edge was getting tangerine dream to play yakety sax for you it's like a space pinball bouncing around. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's that's it. You made a fortune on that shit. Yep. But not as much as you made on the one the sequel. What? Jim Sturgis spiraling into the sun. <laughs> space bloopers. I'm hard. I'm, I'm hard for that now. I need that. Why is there not a compilation of space bloopers? It's an untapped market. I but I did like I said. I'm inspired because I did see some behind the scenes footage of like or you know kind of not released or not widely seen footage of them on the moon looking ridiculous. Right. Look, you got to incorporate something about this movie into your daily life, big time. Mantra. Ritual, whatever. What's the tagline? We fucked up. It's about to piss and shit. <laughs> control the weather. No. Control the world. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just start calling any storm the geostorm. Nothing. No matter if it just lightly rains outside, I'll be like, "Fuck, it's geostorming outside." Yeah. Mine's similar. I don't know. Geost. It gets hot. It's a little hot. A little wind kicks up a little bit. God damn. Another geostorm. Right. All right, kids. Lock the doors. Get in the basement. Geostorm. I don't know. That's an, that's not really a term I've heard too much. So, yeah, it'd be cool to just say that every once in a while, like an authority figure. Go ahead. No, my, whenever there's a slight weather change or mm-hmm. a little mist in the air, I, I immediately try to steal the president's codes. It's just something I can't not do. Outside and a breeze rustles my hair. I'm like, fuck, get me, book me a... Book, book me a one-way ticket to D.C. I'm about to steal that code. You know? I get them codes. I wake Man, up every and the kids are for sleds. Uh-uh. Uber to the airport. I leave my kids in the lurch. I'm going to get that president's code out. You know? What you, what'd you take on this old island of yours, dog? <sighs> Two hours. I was thinking about taking Sergis's whisper acting. You know how he whisper acts throughout this whole thing and just... You know, just kind of like he's like, I can't believe. You know, he always is kind of low, low and t- low and low. You know, with his whisper acting. But I don't know if what would I do with that in that on the whisper at the waves. Let me think about this. I, bookmark no, it. No, no, I go think you, you're on to something. I think you know you could find use for it. I'm thinking, right? The frozen donkey might come in handy. I don't know. Maybe I'll take a, uh, Jerry Butler's uh, astronaut suit, his full space suit. Full of his. You know what I'm saying? All of this little camel toe in there, <laughs> little moose knuckle in his suit. Well, is yeah. I have to. I gotta hose it out before I put it on because yeah. yeah, he he definitely defiled that thing. But I will. Um, I like to wear it on the sandy beach. You know that because it protects me from the sand. It does the sand don't get in. A little Neil shoot. So you know little Neil shoot in this on the beach. You know. Yeah. A little astronaut. Yeah, and it just because that keeps the sand off. Also, and then you. Yeah. you probably go in the water and stuff like they probably it's got you can see it like i like it. it's got the goggle effect if i put my face in the water i could see really clearly yeah, under there it's like a, and then you can use that helmet mm-hmm. as a little fish tank in your downtime mm-hmm. and it gets dark on my island so i can i can um i do like the lights inside that light up his face i can definitely um you know s- pretend it's like space because it gets so gets so dark pretend i'm in the in the in the cosmos till i hear your dumbass breaking my trance over there screaming at your dead bodies that you collected or something all right go ahead what's what's uh well i mean it's pretty obvious i want jim i got jim sturgis's hairstyle of course that, yeah that sort of matted uh, joyce to wit with the elven backlock thing <laughs> and i've got a mannequin i've got a mannequin that i keep it displayed upon at all times so i could be reminded you know, like right where the golden sunlight catches it 
just to remind myself about that, that hair. That was a style that somebody chose and really. So you've got his scalp. I have his hairstyle. And you're not wearing it. You have it displayed. It's on a mannequin. Yeah. Well, how do you have his hairstyle? What do you? So you have his hairstyle like on a mannequin? Like I don't understand. Yeah. So you, I could. It's not so I could scalp. like model it. You know, so you could okay. see it. Sure. As a cautionary tale of sorts. And yes, of course, it's got his scalp and pits of pits <laughs> of his skull underneath. You can't not. You can't. You got to wrench it off somehow, right? Sure. I wrenched it but off carefully. No, I wrenched it off with two very blunt instruments. I scissored it off with a rock and a wrench. <laughs> Blitzkrieg that shit off is super dome. And you made it look better somehow. Put it up on the mannequin, smelling and dripping, but it's. <laughs> But it's just, the hairstyle's there, man. It's still a hair out. It, sure. You know, it's, it's even got like a bit of his ock, is his eye, like an eye stalk mm-hmm. kind of sucking to it. And I also have the rest of his body. Um, and I, <laughs> and it's, it's a pulverized thing. I, I, I basically took it off the hard way. You know, I went through the feet up to get that hairstyle, tearing and gnawing all the way through everything, and it just ripped him out. Yeah, well. Yeah, got him, got him. But yeah, no. But I've got that because it, it, it's sort of it's a very un, it's a very unique hairstyle. Because at times in the movie it looks really almost like a ha- like real hair person, but mm-hmm. but then the angle, the way his bangs are just super flat and r- ridiculous. Right. He, he looks like he's a roadie for Oasis at, at some points in this, right? He's got a disheveled look, yeah, for sure. And I think it's his thing. It's really rough to see. It works for him, I guess. Has? Gets hired left and right. He's been hired twice that I know of. Tell me, he's on Feed the Beast. What does that mean? The, 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 the swimmer show on AMC, remember? No. Feed the Beast. I don't. The restaurant show. How many episodes did it make it with Jim Sturgis? I mean, it was probably on for like half a season or something. He was in a dancing it's a, it's movie, a, right? Not he's sure. He's in 21, which is a nightmare. That's oh, he's in a musical because he, he, he is a singer. Like, he is a... He's in um, that maybe the Beatles wasn't there a Beatles something? Oh. He's a real hard thing to like. Played uh, Dion Patras on that one, Feed the Beast. You know you remember it. He was in um, Across the Universe. But that's what you're thinking of musical. Julie Tamer joints. She was in with Evan Rachel Baldwin. Wood. Because he's got the worst <laughs> hair I've ever seen. Sturgis in this. Newly married, freshly married. Why do you know? I looked him up today. Married in 2019. Got married during COVID. To who? I don't know her name. It's not a, not, a, not a nobody talented. Maybe an actress. I don't know. What a piece of wet shit he can be. He married to someone named Meredith. Okay. She took his she took his last name but put it first. Her name's Sturgis Meredith. 